Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 143 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. No loan this week. It's because we're recording it on a Tuesday. Loan has work. A little bit of a different podcast. We're even doing it way later than usual. So it's a, a good change of pace here. And we have a very special guest joining us this week. What's up, guys? Yeah, yeah I'm the U.S. Community Manager for Warhorn Studios. <laughs> Just really excited right now, guys. A lot of excitement's going out. So thanks for having me. I'm Rick. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, as always, we have our mobile links in the description down below. There's also a Patreon, so you can get early access to the show every Friday, or in this case, on a Tuesday, which is way ahead of time than we normally do. So yeah, do support that as it uh, keeps the show flowing and all that stuff. But Rick, you have a really interesting story on how you got into the industry, and I think a lot of people are always looking, how can I get into it? So how'd you make the, how'd you make the cut, we'll say? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's uh, it's really interesting. I so I work for a also I work for a cell phone company on the side, and it was a few years back. We had to do some research on Windows phones, and on this website, you could like take these classes and get like discounted Xbox games, and then there was this contest to go to E3 or at least the Microsoft press conference, and you could play the three hours at their booth after the E3 shut down, and even though there was no there wasn't a ticket to E3. I'm like, I, I got a hold of one of my coworkers. I'm like, if we do this and we win, we're going. I don't care. My wife will understand somehow, you know, <laughs> and go in LA, whatever. And we, we were one of the 300 people that won. Wow. So, we, yeah, we went down there, went to the press conference. We're like, all right, man, we got to meet the right people. You know, we got to talk to people so we can get into other things. And there's a buddy of mine to this day that I met at that Microsoft press conference. He got us to the EA press conference. And, and, you know, for us, it's a big deal, man, because I'm honestly I'm a gamer and I'm not part of the press. And I know sometimes it's kind of frowned upon when you have someone like me getting into things. Maybe I shouldn't be there. But, you know, I had no ill intentions. I didn't cause any trouble. It was just we were excited to be there, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a big experience for us. And then, and I'm going to skip over stuff because of time, but we had actually legitimately, because of Twitter, won tickets for the rest of E3. And we got into you know, everything even legitimately, so to speak. And, you know, then we started meeting developers and I was just, you know, conversation after this and that. And I'm like, man, I'm like, Marty, we got to go. We got to find a way to go every year. And so not going to lie, the next year it was like, you know, meeting the right people to give you an extra ticket or even, even per, I'm just being honest. I mean, I was, you know, however I could get in, I would find a way in and, and trying to just build relationships because I didn't have any college background. In fact, I went to one semester of school and dropped out. I'm sorry, but you know what? College is great, but if you don't know what you want to do and you don't want to start in debt, it's overrated. Sorry I said it. You know, everyone has an opinion, right? Everyone has their own opinion. That's mine. So so bottom line is, you know, um, wife and five kids. I, I work for the cell phone company, but I've done really well so I can afford to do something else too at the same time. Now we're going to skip ahead a few years later, okay? Warhorse, and I was a big fan of Kingdom Come Deliverance, so much so to my brother-in-law, is like, my brother-in-law too, he's like, Rick, when you go to E3, you got to check out Kingdom Come Deliverance. Because when I remember see, like seeing the trailer, and I'm like, I can't believe this. There's no freaking magic. There's no dragons, and I love it. Like, I, I just couldn't wait to play a realistic game, a breath of fresh air, um, and I'm like, i got to go. And I, it's funny because in the beginning on Warhorse's Twitter account, they were mostly speaking in Czech. So I didn't understand what they were saying, and I unfollowed. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get what they're saying. But then I saw a retweet, and it was like, we need help setting up a party, you know, to go to E3. Or at, at, like at a, um, yeah, they want to set up a party in L.A. And mm-hmm. I'm like, on my phone, I'm like, tweeting so fast. You know, pick me, you know, kind of thing. I'm one of those fanboy things. But because I responded so quickly, I got in touch with Toby, our PR manager, and started just talking to him on Skype while I'm working at, at my cell phone company and going in the back room, just talking to him while I'm working, you know, mm. and 
we're talking about setting up this party, and so let's get back to the party. This was after E3. We wanted to do it for the fans. So we went to a pub, and they even let me go up there and just talk about Warhorse Studios, and I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, I'm not working for these guys, but I'm a huge fan, and I get to do this for these guys. Their party went really well. Fans who couldn't go to E3 were able to see some of our game at this pub, and we hit it off really well. So they go home. They're like, Toby's uh, the next. I'm sorry. So the next E3 comes up. I'm like, Toby, man, can you guys get me a ticket, man? That'd be great. You know, I figured maybe I have a little right to ask because I've helped them out. He's like, no, I want you to work for us. Wow. And, oh, wow. Yeah. So I didn't even, I didn't ask, you know, and um, it was crazy because several months went by and then like, you know, I want, I want you, I, I'm going to make this happen for you. And, it, you know, obviously there's other people that are involved to make the call, but, you know, they, they allowed me to be the U.S. community manager or staying over here rather than move to the Czech Republic because I'm the only U.S. guy that works for them. And one of the last things I'll say is that year I went to the party, to the E3, my wife was due to have our fifth child two days after E3. Wow. So, like, you know, sometimes you get that gut feeling and you know you got to do it. You just know, man. I've always – I thank God that he's had – I'm just like a really – I try to be a go-getter. If I believe in something, I'm going to do it full force, you know. And mm -hmm. knowing my wife was due to have a child two days later going to that – event to meet warhorse um when i got back home again skipping over a lot of stuff when i got back home from the flight from e3 and my wife and i long story short again do homes uh do home births and i don't know if you're familiar with midwives but when midwives help you at the house like you know a nurse or doctor you know help you out with a, with a birth as I, I and i didn't even know how like my wife was her water broke i didn't even notice okay because i just got home from the flight mm -hmm. I go walk into the house and the midwife's walked in right behind me. Uh -huh. Like, what's going on here? Like, hey, you're, you're, don't you know your wife's water broke? And I'm like, what the heck? And, and so, okay, my wife's water broke. I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, it was if we planned this crap. So, all right. So, what happened is my son, he's really tired and he starts screaming. So, I go to help get him to sleep. I'm so exhausted, I fell asleep. Mm -hmm. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, what the heck? It's like 11 in the morning. I'm like, what? how the hell? How does my wife not wake me up? And um, I found out that the midwives had left because my wife's water broke. And, well, obviously, but it was like overnight. And they stayed up all night. Mm -hmm. So they thought it might be another day or two. And, my wife, and they're gone. And my wife's like, I got to push. Uh, sorry, I'm just saying. And when she you know, 20 minutes later, I delivered our fifth child. And the midwives oh, came wow. back. We get there in time. Wow. So I was able to go free. <laughs> I literally delivered the baby myself. And I would never take that back as stressful as it was. And it was just amazing because yeah. it all works together, you know. And and yeah. I feel like that's what, what's – and I'm not trying to say, like, I'm the perfect prototype because everyone has their thing. But the, the problem what holds people back is their own fear and excuses. Like, well, I want to do this but – or, you know, I'm really busy but – and that, that, there's right. all these buts. It's not about your degree because you can have a really good degree and not have the drive. And, and you know what? Anyone who's smart can see right through something. I'm not saying the degree is a piece of paper. But it's about the personality. It's about your heart. It's about your passion more than anything yeah. else. So you either – you guys, you guys know. Imagine when you when you first started making your first videos on YouTube. I'm sure there's doubts that come across your way. Yeah. Is this going to be worth it, you know? And and then you, you got to keep on trucking. And yeah. there's no going back. So That's You know what's funny, uh, Matty? He, remind, he reminds me of David Martinez, who we just had on. Because mm -hmm. David's like – he decided to leave the main job he had. And his wife was like five – Five months pregnant, I think, is what he said. And he's like, came home one day, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really gonna have a job for like six months. Not gonna take any pay to go start this company up and be the PR manager there, <laughs> and he, and for Raw Fury Games, it's crazy. Wow. It's just I like, I like the fact that you can basically write that on your resume and be like, I can handle any stress because I handle the PR event and I helped give birth to a child, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can handle it, was, it all. Wow. So what we're saying is if we're going to make a bold move, I have to wait till I have a, a pregnant wife. Is that what we're <laughs> yeah, deciding yeah. on? Oh, apparently that's the driver, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah like I kids coming, pressure's on. But uh, no. that, that's, a, that's an amazing story, and we really appreciate you sharing that because, you know, a yeah. lot of people, like I said, are always looking to get into the industry, and it's always been the number one thing. It's, it's you know, even with YouTube videos, if you're talking about a game or you're working in the PR, you know, it was your passion. You were showing up to E3. You were talking to people. And your passion did the work. Cause you, you were just saying at the start of your story, I dropped out after a semester. I did not do college. And so that, to me, is, is incredible. I think that's very inspiring. Um, but now, I think we'll take some time to talk about Kingdom Come Deliverance. 
very soon. I, you know, this is a, just a quick question. How are you handling this stress? I, it's not easy. <laughs> it's, it's not easy, but it's, it's, it's the, the motivation is the excitement we have and all the, the blood, sweat and the blood, sweat and tears, if you will, that have gone into this. And, you know, I, it, it's amazing that I can be considered a part of that now. And Warhorse Studios is one of the best studios. I mean, I really mean that because they have always made me feel a part of the team, even though I had, you know, kind of done it part-time here and there the last few months. It you can throw the part time thing out the window. Being release time, I, I put more time into this than anything. And I literally will come home from my cell phone, you know, wireless company I work for. I kiss the kids, my wife, and I go in, and I'll, it's all Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm doing Kingdom Come while I'm over there and taking time off there so I can do more Kingdom Come here. And you know what? Bottom line is, with all the lack of sleep, with all the extra hours up to one, two, three in the morning, it's worth it. And I just I cannot wait for people to play the game. And that's what helps me get through it because, you know, you got to believe in your product, and I believe in the product, and it's, it's worth all the extra hours because we're right there one week away. So, yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Garrick, feel free to fire away with your questions. Uh, so I, I wanted to know, and we talked about this a little prior to the podcast, but um, when I covered Kingdom Come, it was like two years, a year and a half ago. I can't even remember. A year and a half or two years ago, and it was considered interesting and um, we had just got the data about, you know, sort of truncating the landmass versus some other games that are like, we're going to have a thousand miles of empty space. And you guys were all, no, 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 we're going to cut this down. And I know you came in later, but my question really is when it was small like that to now, what was it like the day? And was there a day that you sort of woke up and were like, and, and was like, oh, shit, this is way bigger than it was? Like, it, it seems to me that there was there was like. It was big, and then, like like I said prior to the podcast, like maybe three months ago to six months ago, it was just like you just started seeing videos firing off, and yeah. I don't necessarily know why, but what was it like behind the scenes? So yeah, you know, I I was um, I first started, if you will, in training right when we released our beta. So oh, man. okay, you got you know, uh, Carrick, I've seen some of your videos with the with the beta. I mean. While the beta, or actually first, we, I mean, um, well, we had the alpha, I was there when we, when we did release the beta. But even mm-hmm. the beta itself, you know, it's one-sixth of the, the full map of the game. Right. And it's so, we, we, were never, we never had the time to actually, you know, polish up the beta because we had already delayed the game a couple of times. We wanted to make a really good game so much so that we had to dedicate it all to the final build. So you can imagine just as you've played the beta, no, it was buggy, right? Let's be honest, it was. And but it gave people an idea of what the game was like. And then I was just at the the last, um, you know, PAX and actually even PSX, and I'm showing people the game. And even though it wasn't the final build, of course, I was like, oh my goodness, man, we have come so far. And in the PSX, the PlayStation Experience event, it just really hit me. I was like, oh my goodness, we're right around the corner. We're starting mm-hmm. to release some more gameplay videos, and they're really good videos, man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm part of something that. You know, is yeah, sure. We're we're an indie studio, but obviously, you know, we're making a very big game. The average playthrough is going to be around fifty hours, but if you're thorough, you're going to put in probably a hundred or more. And it's like uh, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm just I get so excited and emotional about it because all this time and now, like, just people playing it and being able to see people stream it, and you, I can't wait. If you guys, when you guys do your thing, because it's so, it's going to be unpredictable, and you're going to think you're so good at it, or something's going to happen and throw you off, and it, you know, I just can't wait for that stuff, man. So it, when it hit me, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're so close. People are going to be playing this game, and you know, whatever they, your experiences with it, everyone's going to have that different experience. And I, I, I don't know, I, I may not be explaining it the best, but it's just more emotion for me mm-hmm. because it's like, wow, we've come so far since the beta. You know, people are really starting to take interest in the game. It's so different compared. And I know a lot of, I'm sure a lot of us say that as developers, it's so different or unique or this or that, but it really is. And I think it's a good thing because we do get inspiration from other games too, of course, but we like that Kingdom Come Deliverance is its own game. And people are starting right. to see that more now as we get closer yeah. to release. I, f- I feel like that's what's really catching on. It's its own thing. I think yeah. that's, uh, that would lead right into one of my questions is actually what separates your RPG from others. We talked about realism, no, no magic, no dragons. Um, is that really all there is to it? I'm not saying that's minimal because that's a huge thing nowadays. We're always seeing these fantasy RPGs, but is there more to it that separates you guys from the bunch? 
I, I mean, I believe that, again, Kingdom Come Deliverance is its own game in its own right. And I say that because also, you know, we're also basing our game um, off actual history, which makes it really interesting. Because we've, we've made it clear that there is, you know, there's one ending to the game. Because mm-hmm. history will repeat itself. In fact, his, the story is, is kind of bigger than Henry itself. I mean, you, you're playing as Henry, the son of a blacksmith and a, of a low reputation, becoming a soldier, which is really nothing special. Soldiers blindly obeyed orders. But Henry's going to have some important decisions to make. And the thing is, is when you combine having, you know, the based on actual history, no magic and no dragons, and then you take it to the level of the combat we have in our game, too, and we base it off historical Europe, European martial arts, and now you have a game where we use a physical collision system to try to make it as accurate as possible. And what I mean by this physical collision system is we calculate how much damage you do based on what weapon you're using, what type of armor or what they're wearing or not wearing, and how hard you actually hit them. So if, if you even have a mace and someone has full plate armor, which is a good thing because you want to do the blunt damage, if you don't hit them as hard, you actually don't do as much damage. If you get hit in the back of the shoulder, you can get spun around in combat. Or if you think you're Spartacus and going to try and take on 10 guys at a time, you're going to die in like two, a couple hits, or you're going to get like hit like a ping pong because mm-hmm. of the collision system. When you put that together then with the quests that we have, and some quests, there's up to five different ways to choose how you want to approach it. You can even fail certain quests and then find another way to solve it by helping some other guys out. Like, hey, I screwed up over here, but if I do this for you guys, you need to help me out and take care of this. That's really cool, actually. <laughs> I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of that in the game. Um, as I was playing it, you know, obviously we get to play and do this, test this and that. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I don't even know some of this. As I'm talking about the game and I play different parts, it's like, oh, wow. I just the, – the biggest thing in our game, as much as I love the combat, and as much as our game you can fight through most of your way or not, it's technically not considered a fighting game. It's mm-hmm. more based on the exploring, the adventure, and the choices you make. But I can't say it enough. You can treat it how you want. Mm-hmm. And even though there's one ending, everyone's going to have a different story to tell because you're going to unlock yeah. different cutscenes. You know, there's over four hours of cutscenes in the game. It's very story-driven. We use, uh, you can tell I'm trying to sell the game here. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> we use a symphonic orchestra in the game. So to really give you that medieval music to make you feel like you're there. And when you play and you're in the forest, Listen, as corny as it may sound, you're going to get the chills, man. Because if you just take step back, you're playing, you're like, what the heck is going on here? And I don't think a lot – I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of like – I don't want to like try and boast up our game this much, but I'm just saying, how many games do you play where you get that – and there are games that do this, but that you, you like get that sense like, I'm really here because you really feel like you're there in the history with the, with the artwork we do. With the, we have a full-time historian, sculptors, and painters to give you the – you know, we've reconstructed castles. So maybe not it's wow. it's not exactly a one to one in the map, but it gives you an idea how it looked like back then. And then the music, and you're like, man, this this is crazy. And I, you know, it's just a it's a it's a memorable experience that people won't forget. Mm. Guarantee it. Yeah, you know what I what I have two things. Um, the first thing is I I realize now because I made a video about the history of you know Bohemia around that time, and I realized as I was researching there wasn't a lot of information. Do you think your guys' game is going to be used almost as like an educational tool down the line? Like people are going to say, you know, maybe just for a visual representation, like here's a screenshot from Kingdom Come Deliverance to you know give a good general idea of how things looked back then around that time period. I will say this: I know that because um, I've been to some of the actual places in the game, okay, and. Most of them that don't look very close anymore, obviously, because you have castles that have, you know, they don't really last, right? Or right, yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I've been to some places where it almost looks identical to the game. Right. And we've even had people who um, weren't, you know, not gamers, and people who either, you know, were aware of the history and they looked at our game and were really amazed. So I'm not, it's not, you know, one thing that I'll say is our game isn't necessarily a medieval simulator, okay? And I know mm-hmm. that we usually get a lot of references, and that's okay to that our game is, but... But the thing is, if you wanted to, you know, our codex is rich with um, about the history of, of the game. Or not not actually the game, but the events that actually happened. So when you go to certain locations or the locations in the game, it actually will unlock, like you can read about what, okay, what actually took place. Cool. So could essentially do that. I mean, it even lists all the, because we actually have characters in the game that are that are non-fictional characters, that they actually were full people. Um so you could actually and absolutely maybe use it as a historical reference. Yet at the same time, you don't have to be a history buff. You don't even have to be interested in history in the slightest to play our game because that kid that gets the game off the shelves at Walmart or GameStop or whatever, he could play the whole game and not even know it's based on history. You know what I mean? That's, interesting, That's yeah. the beauty of it. 
That, that's the beauty of it. You play it the way you want. You learn whatever you want or not to. Is there a, uh, when you've been playing, is there a particular weapon that you just, I always gravitate towards particular <laughs> weapons over time. Like, I'm not saying I don't like the others, but there's that one that you grab and you're all, it's, it's the perfect mobility, the per, you know, it just feels right in your hands. Is there anything you've been playing and, you know, pick one, you got to pick your favorite baby, but is there like one where you're like, I, I really dig using this thing. And, and you know what, it's, it's actually the perfect question for me to, like, I don't want to say get out of, but it's the honest truth. It really <laughs> depends on what your opponent is wearing because if they have that heavy armor oh, on, oh, okay, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I could have my favorite sword, the you know, short sword. But it wouldn't sword, matter. Uh, yeah, but if but okay. if they have full plate armor on it, you know, you could still kill them with a sword, of course, but it's going to take more hits. But sure. one nice weapon we've used with a good balance is that the pole arms, or more specifically the halberd, because mm-hmm. you get the long range attack, and it's great too because if they're on the horse, man, you can use your stealth and bam, knock them off the horse. You know what I mean? Like poke them off. And um, that's kind of fun. But now you know, I'm going to be poking everybody off horses. That sounds <laughs> delightful. <laughs> also pretty cool as if you got the war hammer and you're pummeling people in the face, you know what I mean, with the, with the full plate armor. So mm-hmm. I, I really like having that whole, I like having that, you know, that combination. But it's, you know, like when I play Dark Souls or some games, I stick to like one or two weapons, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Level them up or whatever, you know, blacksmith, blacksmith it up, make them stronger. You know, Skyrim too, man. Daedric, I use everything Daedric. And then, you know, you use everything, whatever. But right. in this game, um, while there are some, you know, better swords than others, maybe based on your preference or some stores that might do more damage or hammers, maces, bows, whatever, it, it depends on the your surroundings, the environment, which makes it so much fun. Awesome. So you mentioned choices in quests, and I, I want to make sure I'm, I'm understanding it properly. Is like when you take on a quest, there's many ways on how you approach it and solve it, but is, is you're saying the ending for everyone's going to be the same? I'm just yes. making sure I'm like, you know, I could take out this guy's stealth or I can take him out uh, with, with a more aggressive manner. I could talk to someone, have them kill him. Is that kind of like it? Like the goal is we'll say in this quest, we, we take someone out, but there's so many ways to go about it. Yes. So let me give you an example. Okay. And you guys might already know this one, but it's, um, there's a there's a guy who's causing some problems. He's a murderer, and he's he actually became a monk to be dis- disguise himself as a monk. Mm. And he's he's hiding out in this monastery, right? And you have to take him out. That is one guy you got to take out. Okay, so you have different ways to. And we've shown this off before, so it's not like it's spoilers or whatever. And there's multiple ways to do this. Like, for example, one is if you got to take him out. Again, I, I like using the Spartacus reference because I, I love the TV series. But Yes, indeed. Could, yeah, you could be like Spartacus and just kill them all. Kill all the monks. Eventually, you're going to get the right one. You know? <laughs> and if you do that, you know, you're going to get the monk guards after you. You're going to really hurt your reputation and a whole lot of other stuff. You can't even affect side quests because if you don't have a good reputation with certain folks, uh, they're not going to want to talk to you. They're going to run from you, and maybe they're a quest giver. Now you've ruined that. And All yes, right. you can gain your reputation back, you know, but the other way you can try and do it, use your stealth skills. But if you're going to use your stealth skill, you also need to pay attention to what you're wearing because you feel like, oh, well, maybe the guards will come after me. I want to wear some full plate armor on. That's going to be all clashing against each other. You know, it's going to make more noise when you move. So you, you got to also pay attention to the clothes you're wearing because we use even, um, we have a conspicuousness uh, level or mm-hmm. skill or whatever, which means, you know, basically how, when they see you, how they're going to react to what you're wearing. So you might want to wear uh, darker clothes, not heavy full plate armor, and try and sneak gotcha. in at night. If you sneak in at night and you're not exactly sure who this guy is, you're going to have to kind of get maybe a little lucky too, and hopefully you sneak and kill the right guy and get out. It's going to be tough. Is it possible? Yes. Cool. The other option is, and this might be one of the more interesting ones, is you can pretend to become a monk yourself. So you, 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 know, you check in everything at the door, which means you can't bring in any of your weapons and gear with you. It's not allowed in the monastery, in the church. So then you're going to actually actually have to read with the, uh, with the monks. So you're going to you know you're also going to have to level up your reading skill because when you're reading at first the letters are all scrambled. So you actually got to read books to increase that. You're going to have to pray when they pray, eat when they eat, you know, sing when they sing, things like that. And you have to learn these skills to become a monk. And then you talk to the right people, you build relationships, and then maybe you can find out who the the one guy is, and you can take him out, expose him, and that's probably the most peaceful way of doing it. We just give you three solutions, three ways of doing it to one, so, you know, one solution. The guy needs to be killed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But like that. that doesn't mean they're all necessarily like that. Some other quests are time sensitive. So if you have, you know, Captain Bernard, we showed this too, that he says, hey, report to me because we need to go to Neuhoff. And at this stable, the horses have been slaughtered and people, and you want to find out what the heck's going on. All right. And if he says report to me, and you know what? You're like, screw you. You're thinking to yourself, screw you, pal. I'm going to go do some side quests. I'm going to go play some Farkle, dice mini game, have some drinks at the pub. And then you see he's gone. And then you go and uh-huh. find him. Then that whole quest actually happened without you only because it was time sensitive and you had triggered it. Meaning they went and they investigated what was going on without you. They actually found the guy, some of the guys, not all maybe, but some of the guys that were responsible and they actually took him out or maybe one of them got away and all this could have happened without you. And then there'll be a different cutscene that happens. Like, where the hell were you? You know, you're supposed to report to, right. to me, you know. Nice. But, that, you know, some people then get worried, well, will the whole game take place without me, you know, or go on without me? It's like, no, no, you... The, some of the bigger events in the game, are, you're not going to miss out on those. But if there's a time-sensitive quest, you better pay attention and you'll know because the game's not going to always wait for you. Mm. Well, they, that's good. I mean, how many times... Oh, sorry. No, no my bad. Yeah. I, I, I talked over you. I just wanted to quickly ask, are they labeled as such? Like, will I know when it's time-sensitive? Yeah, you'll know. And plus, you'll also have... Like, you'll have... Um, why can't I think of the, the name? But you'll, you'll have... Like, if you open up your menu, the guide, you can even see, like read what you need yeah what you need to do okay. and and so yeah there, there'll be indicators like even for example on a side on a little bit of a tangent but on the same lines like um like we talked about the game about healing yourself and mm-hmm. you can't heal yourself when you're in combat there's no mm-hmm. such thing as time out rolling you know taking the bandage to bandage up the wounds or to try and drink the like your uh, a tonic or something and try and help you you have to actually leave the scene of combat and there's an indicator like with swords like an x and you have to leave that in order to heal yourself gotcha. Okay. Or like to change your armor. You can't change your armor during combat either. You can't play time out, put the full plate armor on here. You know. So right, cool. you can change your weapons missed the combat if you if you were thinking that, but you can't with your armor. Cool. Close. All right. Garrick, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you there. No, it's totally fine. I love the idea of the time-sensitive stuff because Maddie and I both like a particular game because of that. And one of them, uh, uh, Divinity Original Sin, had uh, the, when when they're like, this person's being poisoned, you know, we need you to get the antidote. And you're like, eh, I'll get it when I can. And then you show up and they're dead. And you're like, oh, shit. Because we've all played Skyrim, Fallout, and, and I like those games, but we've all played those games where the person will be like, my child is dying, can you save them? And you return six months later, and they're like, thank God, you got here in time. Yeah, and you're all, there is true. absolutely, and, and, and I know that some people are bothered by, by that, but I will say this. I think games like Divinity Original Sin and Witcher 3 and a couple others have extended gamers' patience towards understanding that, you know, you can't bitch that you want an 80-hour game and then get mad you can't do everything in your 80 hours. Like, it makes that, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. And so I think gamers are slowly, most gamers are slowly sort of saying, okay, I get it. I can't be everything. The character creator... It's like there is no character creator in Kingdom Come. And I know at first there were people who were like, what the? F-? And you're like, and you even told me this. You're like, no, there's a reason why you're this dude. It matters. Like, it's, we want this to matter. And I think gamers are coming, I think they're coming around. It, 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 it takes, it takes I, us a it while. It seems that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, usually with that type of stuff, with like a, a no character creator, we'll just use that example and continue with that. A lot of gamers just kind of flip the switch. They're like, no. But like, Kingdom yeah. Come's only really gained steam. It's only gotten more popular exactly. as time's going on. Exactly. I think that shows people are yeah. like, all right, I'm into this. So, yes, and yeah. and you know what? It's 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 another one of those things where you get we get so accustomed to, I don't know, like, uh, for example, I remember when, what, what movie was it? You know, there was like a series of movies that came out, Last Samurai, then The King Arthur with Clive Owen, some really mm-hmm. awesome, like there was like a trend of these awesome medieval or samurai movies and it was like i loved it man braveheart and all those and gladiator man they, it was just awesome you know seeing that back to back and then you get a lot of these games with fantasy and dragons and uh, character creation and you think that's what the the 21st century of gaming is about and then here's kingdom come deliverance <laughs> yeah you, you know you don't you don't you know you don't you can't change like its facial features i know that's asked a lot to be honest but then again see when you play this game and you look at the story there's there's a lot that goes on with henry and it's it's why we don't have a different person to play as. It's there's something about Henry that things that are going to happen. Uh, obviously, without getting into spoilers, why are you going to play as Henry? Why you know we we don't we focus more on the story than on the customization. Yet at the same time, 
there's a lot of customization when it comes to your your stats, so to speak, and choosing the perks you unlock. Because you, there's no way you can really play through the game in one sitting and unlock everything. Exactly. Exactly. Not not even the achievements. You actually will be forced to play it again to get all the achievements because of the decisions you make. And for completionists, that can maybe a little frustrating. But yet at the same time, the replayability, and I know that's not a word, but you know what I'm saying. The replayability in this game is awesome because you're not going to have the same cutscenes. Dude, Karak, you can be... <laughs> You can be like, yo, Maddie, I, I just had this huge, like, maybe not huge, but this like this skirmish that happened, like mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20 guys, 30 guys going at it. And Maddie's like, nah, actually it didn't happen because I, I talked the guy out of it from causing all this trouble because maybe right. Maddie leveled up his speech skill and had some, maybe he had some intimidation or something to use to talk the guy out of it. And you had this fight scene, you know, so that's the, some of the contrast that people have different stories, even though there's one ending. It's, just, it's exciting. I think it's also exciting because we're going to get this one character that uh, it, it sometimes it's difficult. Even Maddie and I have had this where you're talking about a role playing game and you're like, okay, so what was your character type? Oh, I was a magician. And what were you? Oh, I was a fighter. What were you? I was a ninja. And your experiences, it, sometimes your experiences are almost too wide where you're like, it's hard to even talk about what you did because it's just like, well, I did it this way. I did it that way. I sort of like the idea of a game where the role is. For the same for everybody at the starting because we don't get to choose what we look like <laughs> right now at least or you know who we are when we're born so i sort of like the idea of a game and it's rare we don't and there isn't a ton of these that's why i think kingdom come is awesome because it offers this but it offers that choice of saying we're all going to start at the same point and technically end at the very same point but it's like there's there's all these variations and it's going to be about the stories of those variations. And the idea of the cutscenes, I, w- I really want to point that out. A lot of people might say, like, well, we see different choices in some games in some quests. You do in some. But one thing you rarely see, or you don't see very it, it, as, as often, is, like, cutscenes, you know, full-on cutscenes that are different. We do sometimes, but it's usually just, like, a word or two, you know? They'll be yeah. like, good job or bad job, like, like quantum, and that's it. Quantum break. <laughs> Like Quantum Break or, um, well, even Mass Effect in a, in, in a way, which is the big daddy of them. And I, I, I think for me, that's one of the reasons why I'm excited for Kingdom Come is to go like, like the idea of saying this happened to you, that, uh, you know, and, and me saying, no, that didn't happen to me at all. But I have a question um, because you brought something up a, a little bit ago. You were saying that a person may go and investigate something. It, can you, this is going to sound really stupid, but I, I want to bear this question out. Can you watch them travel? And the reason why I bring that up is because there's a lot of games where if you look away and then look back, they're like in Sherlock Holmes consulting to detective and they're fucking gone. And they're like, <laughs> they're teleported. Can you, can you like, could you, if you wanted, like sneak behind, just watch this guy walk from a town to another place? Or do you know that? You may not know. Now you got me all excited because this is another thing that I love talking about. It's how we have a living world. So... Mm-hmm. I even take a step back before I go back to that mission. So when you first learn, um, you know, as as Henry, when he comes in the service of Lord Ratzik, and Lord Ratzik is who who's, you becomes your liege lord, and you, you serve him because, you, you know, you and your father made this sword that's on the box cover. I said important sword that you made with your father, and it was the last thing you did with your father, and it was for Lord Ratzik, and that sword is taken from you, and you're, you're pissed. You're on a quest for vengeance to restore honor to your father, to, you know, uh, the civil war that's going on, and the king's been abducted, and you're on all this and but to come under service of, of a liege lord or Lord Ratzik, you also he also Henry needed to know how to fight and be a soldier. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to fight. And Captain Bernard does not like you because he's the one who wants to tra- or who's going to train you, but it's more so by force, if you will, because Henry's just a nobody and he, he doesn't even deserve to be there. That's what a lot of them think, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you go to he he says, you know, you know, go out and uh, you know, meet me at the training yard. Well, he's going to walk Captain Bernard, his booty, all the way down to the training yard. And then you can maybe not walk with him, or you can walk with him the whole mm-hmm. way. But if mm-hmm. you don't, you go to hit a couple shops up, you do this, you do that. And then it's like evening time, and then then he's actually not there. It doesn't mean he teleported. Okay. It means he got tired or he got hungry. He's not going to mm-hmm. wait for you all day long. So then you need to sleep and get you know be ready the next day. So I kind of trust on something else, but... Like, when you talked about reporting to, again, Captain Bernard later in the game with the horses, you literally can ride him the entire way, or you can watch him go. You can even watch, um, and again, this is not spoilers because we showed this already, but when I was telling you guys before about how you find out 
some of the guys who were responsible for the, the slaughter at Neuhof. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to find these clues and investigate if you want to find where they are, or you can find them just by getting lucky and somehow finding them in the woods because that's where they are. And there's two bandits. One of them is bleeding out, and the other guy is talking to him. And the one guy's bleeding out. He's like, "Just, just finish me, you know, like give, kill me mercifully." And the guy's like, "I don't want to do it." Well, you could watch him have this whole conversation, right? Just watch him, and eventually he's going to stab his his buddy. He's going to mm-hmm. get mercy kill him, and then. If you just keep watching, he's just going to take off and go his way. Or you can kill him both before he even kills his guy. Or you can kill the one guy who's doing fine, and then the other guy you can talk to him, and you can mercy kill him or find out some stuff that's going on. You can go back to Captain Bernard and say, hey, I found the guys. Then he'll take a few guys out with you and go fight with you. Or don't do anything, and all that stuff that I just said happened in some way, shape, or form without you there. And, yes, they got to walk from point A to point B. There's no teleporting. I mean, yeah, there'll be fast travel in the game, but even then, even then – it's kind of like Oregon Trail, if you will, where like you can get stopped or interrupted in the way of fast traveling. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, like bandits could stop, go after you and you could try to hit a button to escape. And if you don't, you're kicked out of the cutscene or the, the fast travel or maybe mm-hmm. um, you know, a merchant walks by and it gives you the option to talk to a merchant. But my point is, is it's a living world. We, we have dynamic you know, cycles, day and night, weather, and stuff that's going to have a really interesting dynamic in the game that will make you think twice about what you do. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Would there even be an option to to? I guess this would be a little far fetched considering the type of game it is. But even to like maybe heal that person who's bleeding out, or is that like because uh, like you know in the, the game healing's drastically different because it's supposed to be time specific, more realistic, yeah, more yeah. realistic. That's the word I was looking for. So I don't know if that would even realistically be an option. Yeah, in cases like that, it, it won't. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't ever help somebody. Or gain mm-hmm. reputation back by feeding, giving money to the poor, giving alms to the poor, or certain things like oh. that. There, there might be even quests where you can do certain things like that, but in that case, uh, no. Okay. The real yeah, question is, can you steal from the poor? <laughs> <laughs> just joking. <laughs> just screw crazy, up though. your reputation just completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reach your hand in and take the money out of their bowl and be like, see ya. Let me tell you <laughs> what. You got it. And I, and I even want to do this myself. I want to have a playthrough where I try and kill as many people. I'm just saying, just being honest, kill as many people as I can and see how I can try and get to the end of the game by doing that. Like, yeah. seeing what you can get away with. The crime system is one of the funnest things in our game because, like, when you take something from somebody, mm-hmm. normally, in some games, you know, you can take something, you get away, and it's good, right? You were never caught. But in our game, just saying that they react to this. So even if you don't get caught and they notice something's been taken, maybe they actually carry a weapon now. Maybe there's wow. more guards be. Or maybe you steal a That's necklace cool. from nobleman, right? And it's cool. And the inventory shows like a, fi- a red hand, like, you know, mm-hmm. five-finger discount red hand that you stole in that item. And it could be like a really nice piece of a necklace that you think you can go in another town and sell, make some good money. But let's say you go to the shopkeeper and he actually notices this. He's like, Where, where's this from? He's like, wait a minute. This is from Retai. And what this is, only someone import- when important would be wearing this. And then they can go and talk, get the guard because they notice it was something you shouldn't have. Wow. So... That's crazy. Gotta pay attention. Yeah, they, they can notice stolen items. That's that's wild. That's like yep. a real responsive world you got there. Um, yep. and, and obviously that doesn't come without its fair share of hard work. So we wanted to see if there's any stories you could share about the development of this game. You know, the the hard work you've seen poured into it. Is there any moments that stand out? Um. Yeah. There. There's. There's plenty. There's plenty that. <laughs> You know, you work with people, right? And even though I'm in, here, okay, so I'm in the United States, right? I don't go in their office unless right. it's a couple weeks out of the year for Gamescom and I get to visit the studio and say hi and we have a blast. But you know what? When 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 we're, you know, you have deadlines and things, right? And you want to make do the best job you can. And there's times where we're like the best of friends or like, man, can I just put my fist through the screen and punch you somehow? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a family thing, man. Like, yeah, for we, sure. You know, you know, and, and and it comes to a point where like you start to get so we can get so sometimes um you can honestly say stressed at times because you really want we're really trying our hardest and you, you hate it when you know you see like we're we're fans they want the game to come out and especially our, you know our backers where they've been waiting for for four years and yeah. and like you know even when we the hardest times is when we've had to say we were delaying it I hate saying we have to delay a game I know that can seem like good news for some right good things come to those who wait make the game look better. But at the same time, it's never easy to hear that. And and that makes it difficult. But at the end of the day, we have to laugh too, right? We have to. So, yeah, maybe I'm not going into very many specifics here. 
I'm just trying to say we're like a family, just like you work at any other job. But we also have a lot of people that have eyes on us. And I, all I can tell you is this. I've really never seen more passionate people. I know I'm sure a lot of people say that, but I really mean it. If you look at the times we've talked about our game, you'll see it. You'll see it with Toby. You'll see it with other guys, myself. We love it. And because of that, we feed off that together. You know, we, we've had funny t- times where there's glitches in the game. Like there's a, the horse that's on the house and like, it's like guarding, it looks like he's guarding the house, like some unicorn or something. And, you know, it's just like stuck there. I, you know, just funny glitches that happen. And Dan, Dan sometimes shows them on Twitter, you know, and, um, and then, you know, those are bugs, obviously that whatever, whatever that we fixed by now, but it's like, it's funny. Cause we got to laugh, man. You know, sometimes we put something up and, and, um, we forgot to take the frame rate off the quarter. And so we're like, Oh, you can all 60. Does that mean you can't hit more than 60? It's like, Oh, oh guys, it's, don't worry. You know, sometimes we test things. Sometimes we try and overclock maybe, or, you know, I don't know, whatever. And, and the bottom line is, is it's just like, it's the chemistry, the passion that gets us through the times that can be difficult when you're really tired and you're exhausted. And when you have to say something like when we, when we talked about the dog companion, we really wanted to have the dog in the game as a companion. Right. And we weren't able to get that into the game. And Dan was really like, it was hard for him to say that. We you know we had we came out and we we said it because we've really tried to be transparent with our fans. You know, if, if we can't get something into the game, we've basically come out and you know we said it because we don't. It just is what it is. And but the bottom line is, is our heart and souls into this game. And there's one thing that we can look back is that we won't have to regret that we didn't try our best because we've given mm-hmm. it our best then some. Wow. And I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Carrick, you got any other questions? Well, um. So I and, and it sounds like you you know we don't want to go into too many specifics and stuff like that. But um, I I'm interested in you know so you're in the U S. and there, um, that you're you're going there once in a it sounds like maybe once maybe a couple times a year or a couple times a month. I I don't really know. Um, actually it would be a couple times a year I suppose. But um, when you're when you're not able to see them all the time. One of the things that comes up a lot of times, this came up big time with uh, Ori in the Blind Forest because they did their development. They were spread around the world. How do you communicate? Like, how do you communicate? Did you guys just jump on Skype? Is it an email? Like, how do you, I mean, how do you get information? Were you doing weekly meetings where you were doing like update meetings and you were getting your information that way? Or is it, I mean, just an email here and there? And especially now that it's switched to full time. How do you sort of handle intercontinental work like that? So that's, yeah, this was kind of really interesting because there's even a six-hour time difference. Like right now, 10, 11, 12. Oh, right. right. In the morning, right? So right now, yeah. it's 3, 30 in the morning. But what's really cool is I found, we will be all relate, relaxed. Um, I, you know, <laughs> no, it's fine. Get comfortable. <laughs> I'm still straight now. Um, but I, you know, I, some of the guys, like, we communicate a lot through Skype. It's just mm-hmm. one of the okay. easier ways to do it, and I love it because so I, I, I know like there's a couple guys like on the Q&A team or my community, uh, my other community manager, uh, Chris, he's our, other, uh, he's our European community manager, and some of those guys stay up later, so I know I can sometimes even ping them when it's like 12 or 1 in the morning sometimes, and you know what's crazy, man? You think that they wouldn't want to talk about the game because it's freaking 12 in the morning, right? <laughs> no. Hey, I'm like, can we talk? They're like, Sure. And I kid you not, man, sometimes we – because I'm asking questions because they know I hold down the fort on, you know, at night on Eastern Standard Time in America, right? Because right, right. it's just me. And yeah, I so I, I hold down the fort. So one time we released a contest, there that massive contest um, where we're giving – Alienware is helping us give away a really nice Alienware R7PC, and we're giving mm-hmm. a digital copy of the game away the day before release. And I helped put it together, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We all, we all did it, but – there was so many, like, so much excitement questions, and it was like everyone, they're, like, dead because it's, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, and they got to go to bed at some point, right? Right. The point is is that they're really flexible, and, you know, whether it's an email, Skype, even a direct message on Twitter, I'm telling you, it's like the, the marketing manager, one night, he was, like, 12 at night, he's like, I got to go to bed, Rick, all right? <laughs> you know, he's really tired. And then, and then it, I know he gets up early, so it's, like, 6.30 in the morning, and I'm asking questions again, so I'm, like, you know, one of the last people that talked to him, one of the first things, like, you again. <laughs> you know, But that's how we are, man. We're, you know, especially towards the end of release, like, we're talking constantly. And I, I talk to them way more than I talk to half my family who live, well, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. If any family watches this, if they do, I love <laughs> I'm just saying, I talk to them more than most people I know. I love you. Live, I just love this play. game more. 
is what you're saying. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's good, man. We have, we do have good communication, even though there's a crazy time zone difference. It's good. No, um, when you good, when you're saying um, Toby, is it Tobias? Uh, Those willing. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's who I contact. That's who I was talking to. Almost. Man, now it's been. Uh, yeah, two year, two and a half years, and it, it's crazy to see how far it's all come, man. It's just, it's insane to me. It's, it's so cool, and it's, I, I just think that in the last three or three six months, people are finally starting to sort of get an idea of what you guys, um, what you guys had planned, maybe had planned for a long time, and it's sort, of, it's really cool seeing some of the excitement. Maddie's done a couple of videos, and it's like. It, it's it's so awesome not to be rude to any other developer, but it's really nice not to hear Witcher three or hear Bethesda. And I like yeah. those games; I love them. But sometimes you wake up and you almost dread the re- retreading of of like questions and and discussion about those games. Yeah. And it, it, it's also you know I think it, you guys aren't you know the the non magic and stuff like that. I think that helps. But it's just, I, I, it's so exciting for me because it'll be, it will, it sounds so, maybe not necessarily 100% different, but so different that it'll, I, it just feels like it's already a breath of fresh air just hearing the little quest things and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what it's so, like. You ran a Bethesda channel, Matt. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like that, you, you know, wake I up was, some days and you're like, and I, like, to an extent, I mean, I, I slowed down my Bethesda discussions a couple yes. months after the DLC support stopped. But yeah, there was a point where it was like you said, you were retreading old ground. Like, is this good? Is this going to fix the game? It's like, nothing's going to fix the game. Let's be realistic here. We need here. more. Yeah. We need more. And that's, and that's what excites me, mm-hmm. is, is something else. Yeah. So Absolutely. That, that perfectly would transition to one of my final questions, which is, you know, what does it feel like? You you look at the game at the start. It's a it's a Kickstarter project. There's all these different promises over the course of development. Stuff like you mentioned, like a dog companion that falls through. Um, but you get a lot of it done. You're looking at what is the actual final product now. You know, how does it feel to see it go from like this to? And I know we talked about in the terms of attention, but the actual game itself, from these ideas to actual implement uh, implementations. You know what's insane is that I. You work, okay, so obviously, you know, when you're working in the gaming industry, I shouldn't say obvious, but you would think that, you know, I have all this time to even play Kingdom Come Deliverance too, right? And in which obviously I, I can play Kingdom Come Deliverance, but what's what's crazy is when I see how far a game has come now, and I'm like, man, I just want to spend like a ton of time playing, but I'm we're so busy interacting with our fans, and, and it's a good right. thing. Believe me, it's a good thing. Newsletters and... Oh my goodness, helping them with the script of the game, hours and hours and hours and hours, and all this stuff going on. I honestly just can't wait to play it all the way through in the way I want to play <laughs> it without always presenting it. And like, right. that's honest, honestly, for me, it comes back to just playing the game. Like, yeah. seeing where it's come to now, I just want to play it. I did this, everyone leave me alone for a couple of days. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm, and again, what I mean by that is because of what we've added into the game, even based on fan feedback of how much more polished it is, reducing all, you know, a lot of the load times. And, you know, there, there's, there's no such thing as a, a perfect game. I would like to say and tell you and lie and say our game's perfect. I mean, there's no such thing as a perfect game to me. If a yeah. game gets a 10 out of 10, look, I love Breath of the Wild, for example, and I'm not picking on it by any means, <laughs> but I don't know how you can give any game a 10 out of 10 because I, I'm such a hardcore Zelda fan. And I'm like, Where, where's my dungeons? Where's the water dungeon, the temple dungeon? I'm sorry, bros, but I don't care if you had a thousand little dungeons. I want my big ones. Maybe I'm being a little spoiled brat. I am a little bit. But it's hard for me to give anything a 10 out of 10. Sure. Would I love to see that? Of course I would. Of course I would. But, yeah. you know, it's it's an amazing game. I, and I, that's what I'm trying to say. It really is. And I just hope people give it a chance, man. I really want to see, you know, there's, there's some people that still haven't even heard about this game. And I'm like, I just want everyone to know. Yeah. Because when you play it, especially from someone who doesn't even know anything about it and they play it without hearing anything about it. And then they're like, what the hell? Three to five. I can do this. And then what the hell? They just did the mission without me. What, what the hell happened? And, and, then, and then they start paying attention. Like, wow. So we're, we're trying to really have that. We've talked about historical accuracy. This game is fun. Mm. This game is a fun video game. And that's what I can't wait to see. We've cool. come so far. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
that's what video games are about. They're about fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Were there any uh, in- inspirations you took from? Have I asked this from other games? Uh. Uh-uh. I have not. Okay, I just want to make sure because I- I've like been going out of order. I had them in a in an order, and this is one of my biggest issues. I write a list, then we talk, and then I ask questions at <laughs> a turn. So, uh, w- like I said, were there any uh, inspirations you took from? We'll, we'll say, for example. Uh, the more prominent ones, like uh, a Witcher Three, you know, everyone like characters mentioned earlier, everyone goes to the Witcher Three. It's like, have you have you taken a look at some of those games and gone like, okay, our game's very different, but here's uh, some inspiration we can draw from this, like good storytelling or something along those lines. Were there any nods taken? Sure, or- absolutely. I mean, and there's no there's no shame in that at all, right? I mean, you when you look at our game, a lot of people like to say they get that Skyrim vibe, if you will, a little bit. Okay. Um, and there's definitely been inspiration from that, from The Witcher, um, even even Red Dead Redemption a little bit. You'll get a little bit of that atmosphere, even when you're riding on horseback and you're kind of mm-hmm. talking as you're going on your stroll. And uh, I can tell the kids are on because the dog is a barking. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, you know, Dark Souls a little bit too because mm-hmm. we, you know, maybe we're not Dark Souls, but you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna put a question mark over someone's head. We're not gonna necessarily tell you where to go. You really got to do right. the you got to go exploring and talk to the right people yourself. So there's that effect of it and a little bit of the challenge there. You know, we've even pe- people have even brought up like Bushido Blade. Do you remember that game? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So there's another reference. People have talked about maybe gotcha. the similarities a little bit with Forerunner Combat. But Kingdom Come Deliverance is really a game in its own right. And honestly, it'll be really cool. I- I'm just being honest today where people start comparing games to Kingdom Come Deliverance. I would love to honestly <laughs> see that. Right. Awesome. So, yeah, we, we you get inspiration from other games, absolutely. That's cool to hear. I mean, when oh, fuck, I just lost my train of thought. I knew it. I was like, I, I was like, I should jot this down. I have it in my head. Oh, Carrick, take the wheel, please, before I embarrass myself. I was actually just gonna say it on on your here. comment prior to this one that uh, it is it is funny to hear you say that you want to play the game a lot, sit down and be left alone because. When I was at GDC and we were talking to various developers, especially the ones in the bigger, you know, corporate development houses and stuff, they were saying that it's a lot like, you know, being told, here's a painting, we want you to paint it, and then never really being able to see the painting at the end. It's just sold, and you're like, eh, and, you know, you never got to see it in, in totality. So I like the idea of you saying, I really just want a couple days to actually just play the damn thing. And yes. And like you said, one of the weird things is, uh, it, it really hits home when you said, I want to play it without presenting it. And as somebody who has to present stuff in videos, I, I see it from a slightly different angle, but I know exactly what you mean. And when you said that, I was like, okay, I know where you're coming from. Like that's that, that desire to just experience without the other layers being needed mm. sounds, sounds, I, I, I hope you get it. I hope you get it. That's, that's the I, one thing I wish. I, I hope so too. And you know, at the same time, it, you, you know, when you, when I, I don't know. I've just really have always believed in this game since before I worked for them. Yeah. And I, 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 it's crazy though, because that overall, that's what I want to do. I just can't wait to do it. But like, I love, I just love it, man. I never get tired of like on Twitter or on steam or Reddit. Of course you always get the message that say like, you guys suck. Your game sucks. Hope you fail. Okay. Whatever. But <laughs> then at the same time, you get all these people that, man, I've been waiting for this for four years. And I'm like, damn, that's like what pumps gets me going. It keeps me going. And I get almost just as much of a joy out of that than even just playing the game because that's what we're, that's what we're here for, you know. What I mean, I love it, and I just I, I just can't wait to see people play it, and then hopefully I will get some time. But I can't wait to see even you guys talk about it, and I and I know. And one thing I appreciate with you guys is you'll say it straight, so I look forward to all that and hearing what yeah. you guys have to say. Yeah, that's one thing that we we've always enjoyed when interacting with you uh, is like you've always told me, you know, you have obviously good things to say about our game, but you're objective with it. Where if you're like a little unsure about something. Uh, like in today's video, I was like, I was feeling a little unsure about the story, but now entering the game, you know what? I'm feeling a lot more confident with it after seeing the most recent trailer. But yeah, I'm, you know, you guys have always made it clear that you, you appreciate it when we give it to you straight. I remembered my question, so that's good news. Um, when you guys were making this combat system, it's a, it's a little less beginner friendly, we'll say. Uh, you can miss quests. Was any of this uh, maybe a, a frightening decision to make because... <laughs> there is the chance that there are people who go, well, I don't have time for that, or, well, that's not my speed. Do you think you, uh, do you worry that maybe there are certain gamers that get alienated because this game focuses so much on being real and and being, we'll say, hardcore, I guess? 
You know what's interesting is, not necessarily, believe it or not, and the, the reason why is this, because when you when you first start the game, you can spend and you know your time and you know in training, in combat if you want, and you you can also and if you really want to like fight a lot in the game, you can definitely do that. You can even go into there's tournament arenas, and you can take on you know again single player. We know this, but you know have guys come in, you kind of like little tournament and practice more. You mm-hmm. don't have to fight through most of the game, and you can take more. I don't know if you want to say a casual approach, but you kind of can. If there's not a time-sensitive quest, you can go off and venture and search for, mm. you know, like tr- treasure hunting or something. Or just you can you can you can play this game and make it look like it's a hunting game. You can spend hours hunting boar and deer, and there's three different types of deer and hare in the game. You can choose it to really level up that speech skill, or you know, take the stealth approach. And the 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 reason the way you can approach it the way you want. You can kind of have – sometimes I've gotten the, the vibes of like when you're playing Fable. Our game is not like Fable, but at the same time, sometimes in Fable, like I remember Fable 2, like that's – Fable 2 is my favorite out of all of them. And I liked how I could – you could like some of us would come home from work and that was just a great way to relax and chill playing Fable. Yeah. Mm. You know, and you can treat Kingdom Come like that, but we're also still not going to hold your hand. And yet at the same time, we have a tutorial for every single thing you can do in the game basically, basically. And what's great about that is this could be your first time playing a role-playing game. And like I said before, Maddie, if you didn't know about all the realism and historical accuracy, mm-hmm. we're going to go over those things in the game to help guide you. Not hold you by the hand, but give you the how you even you know do this with alchemy, surrendering, the crime system. But no, it's not. A, I'm not going to try and say it's an easy game because it's not an easy game. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be an incredibly hard, like really super difficult game unless you really want it to be based on how you play. So it's more of a yes and no, but you could, this could be your first role-playing game, and I really believe you could have a nice stream, kick back, have a couple, whatever you want to have a couple of these days, you know, and, 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 and take it easy even at, in, in moments and spend hours just going off the beaten path unless you trigger a time-sensitive quest. Cool. Oh, that's excellent because, you know, there's that, there's that break in between, you know, constantly being immersed, not that the immersion goes away even when you're doing a, a non-time sensitive quest, but like that urgency that's added to the moment at times can like really, re- it can reel you in. It's like, all right, I just want to take a load off. You know, I felt like, you know, I, I just blew through that quest. I'm going to go hunt for a little bit or something like that. So it sounds awesome that you guys have almost all these options underneath the surface. It's a, a lot of thought seems to have gone into all the different design mechanics put into the game so that really any type of player can step in and, and give it a shot. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. I mean, we have quest givers that, you know, give different quests. There's even one guy that you, you'll run into and he just, if you beat him up in a little fist fight, you know, you'll, you can win some money, wager some money with him. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go and hang out at the pub and have, have a few, you know what I mean? You can go and play the dice mini game and there's some other things that you'll be able to do that you can kind of kick it back at times. So cool. you will be able to have those healthy breaks if you want them. Nice, nice. Carrick, you got any other questions? No, I think that's it for me. Uh, that would be it for me. My list is empty. Rick, you got anything cool. you want to say about the game before we close it down? I mean, first off, thank you for having me, guys. I, I really appreciate you guys, and I appreciate even your enthusiasm for the game and, and for the fans too because, I mean, I really mean it when I say the fans are the best part of Kingdom Come Deliverance. They were the reason why we are here, why we're here. I mean, based on our Kickstarter in 2014, which was the third most successful. And here we are now, and we're, we're one week away. And I just I can't wait for you guys to play it. I mean, again, you can you know, pre-order it on uh, Steam, um, Xbox, or PlayStation. It will be enhanced on the Pro and the, the One X. And, you know, it's, you know, go to our website, Kingdom Come RPG. Find us on Twitter. You know, I'll do my little plug here at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Warhorse Studios, and uh, I just, you know, play through it, enjoy it, play it the way you want, and uh, everyone's gonna have a different story to tell. So, I really thank you for everyone's support. It it really means a lot, and you'll 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 see it all come into place on the thirteenth of February. Awesome! It's oh so soon. Um, we just thank you for taking the time to join the show, share all that information on the game, the stories. Uh, like I said, a lot of our our listeners out there really value the stories. You know, getting that one layer deeper. So, you know, when, when you come out and you bring those stories, we, we really, really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah. thank you for coming on uh, to share those. You're Derek, welcome. Thank you. Any closing words for you, sir? 
Nope. I just, uh, regardless of whenever we jump into it, I will, I will be doing what he's doing. I will just be diving in, and I will most likely be homicidal through a great deal of it. I'm <laughs> yeah. actually, everything he said has made me go like, nah, I probably shouldn't. Cause I don't, cause I know those games, you can make them hard on yourself when you can, when like everybody's running from you cause you're swinging your sword around. Yeah. But I am such a, I love seeing the world react. And that, that to me is the juice is like, I did stab this guy or I did steal this thing. And they noticed those are the things that like excite me. So I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those titles that, um, most likely you'll see a lot of people return to. And I, I can't wait to see the person who does it twice and sort of sit them down and go, you know, okay, what were the two, you know, what, like what two ways did you do this? Did you do this? Yeah, that, sure. that really, really makes me excited to play the game. I'm just, re- I'm ready. I'm ready. It's time. Same, same. It's Absolutely. oh so close and we cannot wait. So thank you to those who listened this deep into the podcast. If you want to give us your feedback, all the handles are on screen between Warhorse Studio, Rick, myself, Carrick, and uh, we'd love to hear what you thought of the show. Use the hashtag KingdomCome, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>